Welcome to SKU Talks. We are your one-stop shop for all things e-commerce. While I tend to skew towards Amazon, no pun intended, our guests come from all sorts of professional backgrounds, and I'd like to think there's something in here for everyone. Thanks for joining. All right, all right. So today we have an awesome guest, Melissa Van Rickley. Um, Melissa, I'll, I'll let you, you know, I guess, tell everyone what you've just been telling me <laughs> over the past 10 to 15 minutes. But uh, Melissa does quite a few things. Melissa is predominantly focused on conversion rate optimization, which if you're not familiar, it's it's basically, it's the baseline for all success in digital marketing in my eyes, just because you can drive as much traffic as you want to pages. If pages aren't set up for success, then you're not going to drive any sales. So it, it's incredibly important in e-commerce. Melissa does quite a few things across Amazon, across D2C sites, and she also helps in teaching our youth, which is especially interesting to me. So um, Melissa, if you wouldn't mind just repeating yourself a little bit here and just giving an overview as far as what are you doing now, how you got started and, and what your main focus is these days. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. So, um, yeah, so I basically got my start uh, working at an agency. Um, they specialized in the area of search engine optimization or SEO. Um, I quickly, as I was working with my clients, uh, understood that they were really focused on, okay, so we got all the traffic <laughs> that you promised us. Why are they buying it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Great problem to have, right? Yeah. Um, but they wanted to convert that traffic so that it would actually translate into sales for their business, for their company. So work with a lot of e-commerce clients, but um, some service-based clientele as well. Um, worked with some pretty large uh, client e-commerce clients, um, all the way down to startups and medium-sized businesses. So um, from there, I just started to kind of realize, you know, how important um, not only driving quality traffic is, but also to be able to convert that traffic. Um, you're not going to be able to convert that traffic if the if the tra traffic coming in isn't of quality. Um, yeah. So I started to really realize that. And from there, I worked in-house at um, a few big brands. And then I eventually, um, and those were client side. And then, of course, always working with agencies. And nowadays, I'm a, a consultant. Uh, and I work with uh, clients, um, again, ranging in all sizes. Um, but I've kind of expanded out just to kind of focus more on CRO, but um, expanded out to focus on not only .com websites and trying to drive traffic and convert that traffic on those .com websites, but also on Amazon um, and working with service-based uh, clientele as well. So, uh, totally. yeah. Um, that's awesome. I think one one thing that's really interesting to me that I, I'm curious to hear your take on is, so as far as conversion rate optimization goes across these different platforms, the two things that in my head is this isn't really my specialty would be one, like what are the what the first things that you look for? Like let's say it's a new client and you're looking at their website or their Amazon store. What are the first things that you look for as far as easy wins to improve conversion rate optimization? Mm -hmm. And the other side of that would be when you're taking like a D to C client, say their service-based business, comparing that to an Amazon store or a product detail page, how how do you view those differently like are are they are there a lot of key themes that apply to either one or are they just completely different animals yeah i think that um i think there's a lot of similarities i think it does essentially kind of start with uh, seo and looking at how uh, shoppers or users are actually trying to find products or services like yours 
Yeah. Um, I don't think that that necessarily changes if you have a .com website and folks are searching for you on Google versus if they're searching for you on Amazon. I think that the intent there is going to be slightly different because on Google, um, you know, Amazon is actually the largest product search engine in the world. So they've uh, beat out Google since 2018 in terms of product related searches. So that means if you're looking to purchase something, um, more people are going to go to look on Amazon for that product than they are actually like 70% or something, I believe, yeah. which is pretty insane. Yeah. I forgot exactly what the, the number is, but it's pretty significant. And it's something that Google has been trying to kind of nip at the heels of, of Amazon to try to gain that market share back. Um, but, you know, with that, the intent is different. If you're on Google, you yep. may not be searching for something that is, you know, where you're ready to buy an actual product. A lot um, of research focused queries on Google. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So sometimes um, people will make the mistake of using uh, Google uh, keyword data um, for Amazon. And actually, there are tools out there where you can specifically research those keywords directly in terms of Amazon searches um, without relying on that Google data. So that's going to give you a better idea of how people are searching. The reason that's important is because actually when you think about the psychology of a user and you as a as a purchaser, if you type in a keyword and you go to a page to purchase that product, you're going to want to see those keywords on there. Um, yeah. You're going to see that everything is is matching. You're not going to want to see that there's a product that's n not really related to what you typed in and other keywords that aren't really related to what you you know search for. So. Yeah. It's really important that you have really good imagery. It's no longer acceptable and then no longer a minimum viable product to have one image of your product on your .com website or on Amazon. Oh. So that's low hanging fruit right there. Uh, keyword data um, to understand what keywords people are actually using to find your Amazon listing or to find your website. Having really great images in more than one um, is also really low hanging fruit. Um, you might think, oh, well, that's, you know, I'm not a graphic designer. How do I do that? Simple. Look at your competitors and see what your competitors are doing. And you can get a ton of ideas from yeah. that. That's um, a good point. Yeah. So those are kind of low hanging fruit. And that keyword data actually translates over to PPC. So essentially, you need to do that anyways. Don't run automatic campaigns um, because that's a waste of money. And that is essentially you're spending money to do that keyword research when that can be done using a tool pretty easily and straightforwardly. So those are kind of yep. some low hanging fruit ideas right out of the gate. Totally. I mean, I think I think you touched on a lot of great points there. Honestly, I think that the first one that stood out to me was, I mean, the use of the term psychology in general, because yep. I think that for one, the, the changes that you're making, whether it's a website, Amazon listing, whatever it is, are, are twofold. Right. One of them is understanding the consumer psychology of who you're dealing with, what they search versus what they're seeing and the connections that they make that are ultimately going to help them to facilitate a purchase. But not only that, on the back end, the way that search engines work, ultimately utilizing these keywords as indicators, as a green light to show that they're showing somebody something that's relevant. So it helps with conversion rate to make sure that what people are looking up is showing up, but it also helps with ranking and showing up. Uh, near the top for key terms as it is. So it really is, it's 
these search engines are meant to provide a great experience. So by providing a great experience, not only do you help improve your conversion rates, but you help with the algorithm as well and ranking ranking correctly. So that's a good point. And then the imagery stuff is obviously huge, um, both in ranking, but obviously if you have fewer images than your competitors, then people are people want ultimately as much information as possible when they're making a purchase. So that's huge. And I also think that the last point of seeing what your competitors are doing as a baseline and making sure that you have a that they're not doing anything better than you are and getting ideas from things that they're doing but trying to determine what like what is your unique competitive advantage like why are people going to purchase from you instead of your competitor so there is definitely i would say i mean cro is one of the biggest psychology based facets of digital marketing so i i think that's a great point do you think that um i mean and i know that when I mean, you do a lot right you have this agency and you work with clients regularly you also teach students do you think that by developing these curriculums for your students it helps you stay on top of things as well i think so yes because things change so rapidly in digital marketing um if you ever <laughs> you know have done research online as a digital marketer we become experts at conducting our own research right because you know really digital marketing is so expansive so there really is a lot of facets of digital marketing that it's impossible for all of us to keep stay on top of so there's yeah. always going to be some sort of little blind spot or what about this consideration mixed with this consideration and and then it's a matter of okay for this situation with all of these criterias what is the best course of action with all of these considerations so in yeah. that is, you know, teaching a lot of times the students actually come up with scenarios um, that are real life to them that pose sort of a, a challenge for me and thinking, okay, you know, sometimes it's really easy for me, you know, it's like, right. it's usually you're forced to learn. Uh, yeah, you're forced to learn. And then they're really looking for like a light switch answer. It's like, it's this. Um, and then this is how you're going to be able to activate everything. But yeah. really what it comes down to, it's a big, you know, it depends. <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite answer, but it's almost always the answer. It's the truth. Exactly. So in that situation, it forces you because it's a, it depends. Um, you yeah. have to think about it from this perspective. What about this? You have to consider this. And then that becomes sort of a challenge in and of itself. So yes, it does challenge me quite a bit, you know, um, working with clientele and especially with students because I found that students pose the most thought-provoking questions <laughs> right right um, after you've taught a class sometimes yeah, <laughs> working with a client probably feels quite a bit easier yeah um so what would you say as far as well i guess back to the client work when you're working with a client and you know you're in your first let's say month or two um obviously these it's the type of changes you make a change you have to wait and collect data you make another change wait and collect data to really gauge the effectiveness but what are the biggest, uh, I guess, green flags that you look for in terms of early on determining the success of the client um, from a conversion rate standpoint? That's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I think the, the biggest determining factor in um, determining the success of a client is how eager they are. <laughs> that's a good um, point. 
you know, how open they are to respecting, you know, the kind of principles of digital marketing, the methodology behind it, and how eager they are to participate as a part of that process and be open-minded just to, you know, understanding something and learning something new. Yeah. Um, you know, as humans, we kind of, uh, again, getting into the little bit of psychology, but a lot of times we kind of reject anything that's unfamiliar or un because it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having clients, I really appreciate working with clients that are very open and yeah, I'd love to learn, that are very eager, ask great questions, um, that are really kind of, you know, I don't want to say aggressive, but they're just very eager to and really want to take things to the next level. And they really see, you know, the work that I'm doing as a partnership. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's, that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Um, all right. I think we're almost at time here. Melissa, what would be the best way for anybody who happens to be interested to get into contact with you? Yeah, they can go to my website, uh, crodigitalmarketing.com, and they can uh, find me there, and they can reach out to me and um, connect with me, and I'd love to set up a call, talk with them about their business and what their goals are and what success looks like for them, and kind of start that conversation. Perfect. Thanks so much, Melissa. It's been great. Wow. Thank you so much, Sam.